how did yeah how did we want to do this speaking of like when yeah i know you brought that up randall did we want i know in the past didn't i think last time we just did like we did a each snake. person just kind of did their three or did we do the no snake? i no I, th- I thought i asked about snake and then we didn't do that and you're like the hell are you guys talking about snake? yeah I think, no 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 we, I think we, we did a snake with <laughs> so we did our with the our three in turn and then we did the snake back for the re- yes. resolution yes okay oh yeah yeah okay yeah 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 yeah, that makes but sense. But I'm I'm cool either way. We no, we no, do, you have to keep we the can format. Ping pong no, around, no, we, we've, but we've established this. This yeah, is yeah, rich, stone, man. Pursuing pixels, lore, baby. Yeah, this is what um, the third, third, yeah, mm-hmm. third holiday. App. Yeah, two and a half years, pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah, heck yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pretty juiced on the games I got on the slate. Even the I don't have any uh, honorable mentions written down, although I do have one or two in my head, but. I might just piggyback off you guys. Yeah. On the on the honorable mention front cuz I think there might be an overlap at least for some of those. I think we might yeah. have overlap between our like picks yeah. and uh, if you if you count our picks and honorable mentions, there's no way we're not going to have us at least one game overlapping. I, think I don't you're, think. I think you're right about that. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there. And Randall Nolary. Hey folks. And believe it or not, we have uh, made it through 2021, which kind of <laughs> feels crazy. I feel like we were just like, <laughs> at least from my perspective, it's like, when is 2020 going to be over? And now it's like 2022 is like yep. <laughs> already here. Yeah. When is 2021 um, going to be over? <laughs> exa- exactly. Yeah. We'll just carry it over, carry the <laughs> remainder. Um, but yeah, but yeah, we've obviously been uh, doing these holiday episodes. This is our third, I guess, annual holiday episode mm-hmm. that we kind of do to wrap up the end of the year. And we talk about, uh, I guess, I don't know if we did this so much the first year, but we've basically just picked kind of like our three favorite games we played, sort of like a game of the year episode, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a game that came out this year. It's just right. something that we played mm-hmm. and talked about on the podcast over the course of the year. So this is mostly just kind of for us to have a good time and hopefully you enjoy <laughs> listening as well as we reminisce. And we'll probably go over some uh, even, you know, beyond our top three or whatever. We'll probably talk about some uh, hidden gems, but uh, we can't help it or maybe not hidden gems. But yeah, some of our uh What's the word I'm looking for? Or the term uh, honorable cream mentions. of the crust. Honorable mentions. Yeah, I was like, why well, I'm so I'm so fixated on the H with the hidden gems. Yeah, honorable mentions. But <laughs> but yeah, I'll I'll probably save my honorable mentions for after uh, I toss the ball in uh, your guys' court, just in case there's a little overlap or anything. Oh, but okay. I think it's safe to say that the the three picks I have here, I think are. I think they're going to be unique. I don't think we're going to have any crossover here, so I'll, I'll just get things started. And I know uh, for the most part, like on the podcast, and I was just saying this in the Discord earlier, like I kind of lean into like I'm always talking about my action-y, arcade experiences that I'm like, I just want pick up and play, get right mm-hmm. into the action. And this year, I've still kind of carried that mentality. Like I just want to get right into the action, give me a bunch of cool mechanics and let me lay into how those you know all interact with one another but i've been kind of leaning into the more like turn-based games that give me that uh approach like one of the games that is an honorable mention that i i guess i will give one (laughs) honorable mention away off the top but like dungeon death ball from uh matt glanville is like it's got that chunky juicy like arcadey action that i love that that, like it feels like i'm just like 
that, you know, it's the, the actions, like my adrenaline's pumping kind of, but at the same time I can sit there and take as long as I want to decide on what I want to do. And, you know, there's just no pressure of as much as I love like nailing some tight jumps in a precision platformer or getting a high score on a, an arcade game or something. It's just, there's something really, really nice that I've really leaned into this year. Like just give me some turn-based action that I can like almost puzzle or uh, strategize my way through. So the games yeah. that I did want to highlight as, and again, Dungeon Death Ball, a very close contender. I I, I almost like, am, I, I'm almost only not including it because we've like had Matt on the podcast a couple times. And like, I, I just feel like I've talked about that game so much that I'm like, I almost, I don't need to give it a little more time in the sun. Like it's that close to being it's in my top tough three. to pick the top three. I think that's going to be a theme too. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And yeah, it, yeah. And so I'll just roll into what I got here so far. So the game I wanted to mention first, which is, I believe, a game that did not uh, initially release this year, is uh, Iris and the Giant. Ooh, nice. um, I talked about this game. Uh, I originally actually, I haven't played it in a while, to be honest, and I'm actually, part of the reason I wanted to bring it up was to like force myself to dig back into it. Um, I was refreshing my memory on some of the other games uh, earlier today, but with this one, I actually got it originally I'm, i'll probably end up picking it up on switch but i got it for free nice. through like amazon prime games or something mm-hmm. um and i then i like reinstalled windows on my computer so i didn't have the amazon games launcher or whatever long story short I, I didn't have it on my computer anymore so i didn't uh, boot it up again but mm-hmm. it's just such a great blend of like strategy and puzzle and deck building card game Ooh. roguelike like and not to mention that like the mechanics in and of themselves are great. And then on top of that, it has like just an incredible art style presentation. Mm-hmm. There's even like a little bit of story, like just the tiniest little like narrative threads that just kind of almost let you like lay your own emotions on top of this little, you know, narrative that's playing along uh, throughout the background that might just like, it'll just like interrupt between like your, you know, if you're progressing to the next floor, or the next stage of the tower or whatever, it might interrupt with like just a small little story beat. Um, but yeah, I just, I just can't, um, and I mean, I, I don't want to go too far deep into the mechanics, but I mean, it's just, it, it is a deck builder in the sense of that you're adding cards to your deck all the time. But one of the ways that it does set itself apart is that you are spending those cards every time you use them. You're not actually like shuffling them back into your deck. So that is one of the things that I really found, uh, to be like super compelling and, and even lean a little heavier into the puzzle and the strategy element of the game where like you do have to think about like you're almost building your deck more in the sense of like, shit, what have I what have I spent too many of already? Like, what do I need to replenish or what do yeah. I need to, you know, as you progress? Resource you management kind of. Exa- yeah, yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's a great uh, term for it. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's just such a stunning game. I love every element of it. And uh, it's it's one that I just found myself. And again, uh, I, I th- we were just talking earlier before we started recording about how we tend to prefer playing games with controllers. Yep. But this is a game that you can play entirely with your mouse like you don't need a keyboard at all. Hmm. So you're just kind of clicking and dragging, moving around. And that's kind of I guess kind of leaning into that, like kind of like leisurely style of gameplay that I've gotten into this year. It's like. I've been, I have my laptop like hooked up to my TV and I'll just sit there with a wireless mouse, like lounging on my couch with a little side table mouse pad, like set up. And it's like, oh, I yeah. don't know, it's a, it's a really fun to play games that way. And Heck Iris yeah. of the Giant was kind of kind of the first one that got me into this like mindset where I'm like, man, I've, I've always liked these kinds of games. But now this is kind of like my go to like genre, I guess. Um, so the, the game I wanted to mention next, which is still a game that's actually in development, uh, it's called die in the dungeon. 
Mm. Um, and this is another deck building dice based game. Mm-hmm. So again, kind of taking some different hybrids of multiple genres. And then uh, again, like really kind of leaning into that puzzle element. So you, in this game, you have like a tablet that's essentially a three by three square. It's turned on a, like it's turned 45 degrees. So it's like a diamond. Um, but you're essentially like in that three by three grid, you're using your, uh, you're essentially like roll or draw a hand of uh, dice at the beginning of each hand. And then you're placing those up to three of them, but then they interact with one another and where you're placing those on the board, uh, comes into play they actually just put out a new update for this game which i haven't had the chance to try the new update but they added like two new enemies this was originally a game jam game um and they've really like fleshed it out like they kind of cleaned up the some of the backgrounds and like just they i believe they're planning on like going the whole way with this game like not they're like a lot of times with game jam games there's just kind of like uh i don't mean this to be dismissive but just like a post jam update where it's like okay we fixed the little bugs like now that the competition's over or we like you know we added like a menu screen or just like some simple quality of life type things but this is like a a full-blown like we're going to keep releasing updates like this is version 1.3 and uh they added a couple new dice to the game a couple new uh enemies like i said already i think they tweaked the final boss battle but yeah it's like a turn-based uh i think even when i had first talked about it on the podcast uh they didn't even have the option of like picking which enemy you're going to be attacking uh you just kind of like defaulted to whatever enemy either had the most health or however it decided which enemy to attack but now they've like tweaked the game in that regard where you can actually pick who you're attacking um but yeah i haven't played with the new enemies and whatnot but i'm really excited to see where this game goes and like Again, it just has some of the most lovely pixel art they've talked about adding. Right now, there's only one uh, playable character, like just kind of your default. Like the game is just kind of is what it is right now, but they're planning on adding like new characters that have, you know, in the the same lines that like Slay the Spire has, like each character has their different perks or buffs or stats or, you know, different play styles. So it's just been it's been really awesome to see. And I think these new enemies, like one of the things that I was I wouldn't say it was a gripe, but just as something that like when you're playing the game, you're almost sitting there thinking like, man, it would be cool if some of these enemies like attacked your board or like your mm-hmm. tablet, like the the play space that you're playing in. And I think some of these new enemies do like they'll put like a, a jelly tile. I, I was reading a little bit of the, the update, so I don't remember exactly what the what they were called, but there were definitely some new additions to like how the the enemies can interact with like where your dice are on the board and and whatnot but again it's like a a really great combination of puzzle and strategy which is what i've really been been leaning into all year long so uh lastly you know i'm gonna cheat for my uh number three (laughs) slot you know i gotta get a little and it's sort of a cheat sort of not i I don't know i'm sure you guys will consider it kind of a cheat um but i i'm gonna give it to punk cake games punk cake delicio in general it's not Mm -hmm. one game in and of itself but they their games do feel like such a cohesive piece of even though they're all individual uh pieces of art i guess um, or, you know, individual games that aren't necessarily tied together in any way, but they're doing a, a monthly Patreon where they're releasing a game every month. And I've just, talked just about crazy. pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they did take November off for that matter, but they're working on Good. a game right now. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, um, I guess the game that I'll, I'll kind of highlight here in this, uh, top three segment is the Ratchet's Den. Cause it's actually probably the game I haven't spent much time talking about on the podcast here i just kind of like threw it out after we interviewed remy on the podcast who is one of uh the developers on the team over there um 
but yeah, the Ratchet's Den, kind of in that same style. It's like a turn-based tactics roguelike. You're actually playing as like the villains, sort of, like the minions, and you're trying to protect the Ratch and your den, and you're just kind of like digging out. Um, it kind of plays out in like a series of turns where it's like the minions turn, then it's the crusaders turn, which are like the, the heroes who are trying to take down your ratch and your minion. And then it's the ratch's turn who will like every year that goes by, which is a year is like a turn in the game. You like the ratch can either like revive all of your minions if any of them have died or can, uh, refill all their health, to full capacity if they're not okay. dead yet, but they've been depleted or can, uh, produce a vial, which is like a separate type of currency that you can use in the shops. And like, essentially, I, I, the, what I really love about the game is like every it's one of those games where like you're basically just pressing up, down, left or right to to move. And that's like a turn. But like yeah. when you're in your safe zones, like so if once you've carved out a room and like, OK, here's the once you carve out a certain number of tiles, then you can build a room. So like you get to pick one of two or sometimes you can upgrade and then uh, pick from one of three. But like, let's say you get to pick from like, OK, I can build either like a marketplace or the school. The school is going to let my characters like level up and upgrade to a new like cl- character class and like that I'll get to pick from and then. Later on, you can build like I think it's the library that makes the players learn quicker in the school. So they learn twice as fast in the like when you're going in like because it takes typically one turn to like basically just look at the book and learn something, I guess. Um, So it, it just moves a little faster, like filling up your stamina bar for leveling up and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, I just like uh, what I've really found. And I again, I've talked about this with all their games like they're just infinitely replayable in a multitude of ways. Like at m- number one, like almost every game has like a beatable version where it's like or like a, a mode where like you can beat the game. But then there's also a version of the game where it's like here's like kind of an endless mode or here's a bunch of separate challenges you can try to, uh, uh, you know, just to make the game a little more challenging or just twist the the kind of core goal that you're going for. But mm-hmm. I, I just have found everything that punk cake has done to be they're, they're the games. I keep on my computer at all times. Like I mentioned, I had to reboot and reinstall windows. And the first games I reinstalled on my computer were all five punk cake games. There you like, go. like instantaneously. And the other games just real quick are Anticrypt, uh, Metavax, uh, Damocles gaze and spectrum forces, which many of those are, uh, shoot 'em up games, <laughs> but they are kind of veering a little bit away from that. Uh, their next game looks like it's going to be some kind of a puzzler, almost like a Wario's woods kind of vibe, okay. uh, to the puzzle, like a little platforming puzzler. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I can't rave about their games enough. And like, it's, it just speaks to me kind of in the, the ratchet's den a little bit is speaking to that turn-based style. Their other games are definitely leaning more into my action arcadey, uh, sensibilities, but man, I, I just can't, I, I couldn't not spend some time highlighting their stuff, uh, in this episode here, but, uh, but I do have some honorable mentions that I'll get to if we, uh, cover them with you guys. But, uh, for now I'll toss it over to John. I was going to say, there's not a chance in hell that we have any overlap with our honorable mentions. So, <laughs> <laughs> you might be saving yourself for nothing, but yeah, <laughs> because my honorable mention uh, for this year, which is something that I honestly forgot happened this year because time is yeah. kind of difficult to keep track yeah. of yeah, in the yeah. past couple it of years. A concept. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, this was the year that I got unabashedly and wholeheartedly into the dark souls series Mm -hmm. and specifically two and three 
were, as we were talking about before we started recording, when we were thinking of games that I have put in well over a hundred hours into, (laughs) each of them, I can easily say the both satisfy that requirement oh yeah yeah oh yeah loved well i loved them after the first 10 hours or so the first 10 hours of every souls game is a miserable experience that i hate every second okay good to know yeah and then after that i'll never be playing those (laughs) one of my favorite games of all time so yeah i could see you know you just kind of have to eat your veggies before you can have your dessert and <laughs> then you just have an incredible series that i am looking forward to playing again because i stopped playing it because the ps4 i borrowed from dj would overheat and just power the not no overheat. no it, it's not i'm being uh, i'm exaggerating it just heats the entire apartment when it's yeah. going because that fan does not stop so nope it's yeah. the cold winter months so i can play it again <laughs> nice so i'm excited nice. to go back into the soul series plus you get that nice box that that fan would... noise so that's oh, yeah. nice too yeah just some... that that's shocking that that was this year i can't believe honestly i can't believe it because i've spent so much time in that series right right but uh, another series that is in my top three for this year that I had a passing experience with and would not have called myself a fan of the series until this game, which is Monster Hunter Rise. Mm, another yes. game that satisfies the well over 100 hours mm-hmm. <laughs> of playtime. Yep. <laughs> but this was the game that, like, you know... The, it's the meme on the internet of like, oh, this is the easiest game to get yep. into Monster Hunter. And I yep. don't believe that yeah. that's ever true for any Monster Hunter game because I played like <laughs> 60 hours of Monster Hunter Generations and our ultimate. I don't even remember which one I played. Uh, and then I played 60 hours of Monster Hunter Rise. And I don't think I even got it at that point. And it was only after I had played my first multiplayer experience with a friend who I'd been trying to coordinate like is oh we should play games and we're like okay let's play Monster Hunter and and he basically walked me through like sure hey this is what you need to be focusing on this is what you need to do and then I actually started playing the game that I had spent 120 (laughs) hours playing the series (laughs) up into that point and honestly once that was unlocked in my brain like it became a game that I adored and like just constantly played and it's never stopped. There's never nothing to do with that game. There's always a new weapon skill tree or a new armor skill tree that you can like continue to craft and like go down and hunt more monsters and different combinations and at different ranks and skill levels. And it like, I'm finally at the point where I've, um, I'm getting the, uh, current updates where they'll add new challenges and new monsters and like i'm at uh, the point where i can go in and what i'm doing most of the time when i'm not you know hunting a specific monster for an armor set or a weapon upgrade is i'm just going online and purposefully going to lower level players and helping them through some of oh, the more fun. difficult and nice. it's because that that's was nice. what i needed to do like i could oh. not advance to the higher ranks unless i was teaming up with other people totally. and there were people who had hunter ranks of like a hundred more than me <laughs> as opposed to yeah. just three or four 
And it's, it's just really satisfying and fun to do because it's just a satisfying game to play like endlessly because it's, it's not simple, but it has its core mechanics and it doesn't oh, yeah. really deviate from them. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. they've been refining for how many years now yes. over that many games. God. And it's it it the controls once you get used to them feel so satisfying to like it's yeah. it's similar to Dark Souls. Like yeah. you have yeah. to you cannot engage on it unless you're engaging on its terms. And once you <laughs> once you can and once you do, it becomes a great game. Yep. <laughs> Are you still playing any multiplayer with that at all? Or yeah, I'm still logging on occasionally because they keep adding. They just added a new uh, thing today. I think that oh, really nice. added an extra mode or things that you can unlock. So I'll be logging yeah. into that game continuously. That's um, awesome. My second game, which is uh, a series that I am very well acquainted with and very <laughs> much in love with is metroid dread mm-hmm. and that yes. was just everything i wanted from a 2d metroid game yeah baby like uh, i had been since samus returns uh for the 3ds i was like oh this is such a great game that i never want to replay again because that's just a nightmare to play on the 3ds even though it did control really well yeah like it, the, it like samus it returns just a cra- had a just lo- a cramp session yeah. yeah yeah and like was very difficult too like the like the final three bosses in samus returns i was like i just don't want to replay this ever again Oof. and like as soon as i like yeah. beat metroid dread i kind of had the same feeling where i was like oh man the final gauntlet of like basically the second half of the bosses in that game were yep. really brutal, but it took really good parts from other M took really great parts from like Samus returns. Like it was a great meld of like ideas that they've been introducing throughout the series, like, and just really making it into a really well-crafted and compact game because the Metroid series is a series that's, kind of intentionally made to be speed run and so yeah. when i when i beat the game in my i don't know 12 hours or i don't remember what i my initial one I think is you said like 10 12 yeah something around that maybe eight i don't know something but like it's it's a short game and it's like already i'm getting the itch to replay it and mm-hmm. thinking like maybe not on hard i i don't think i can deal with like the extra damn like because already when a boss just it's basically three hits it doesn't matter that you have 10 energy tanks no it's, it's three yeah, hits it's a hard it does game. not matter yeah no yeah i i will tell you too i i beat this game just recently and uh, mm-hmm. yeah they said yes. oh hard mode's unlocked get the hell out of here what do you mean hard mode no i, I didn't even unlock everything in the like easy mode or normal that's kind of cool though like that's pre- to me that's like exciting only in the sense of like I mean, you know me, I never beat games anyways, but like if Same. I feel like Nintendo as of late has kind of leaned way more into the like, hey, you've died 10 times on this level. Do you want us to beat it for you Yeah. <laughs> instead of and like not having any kind of hard mode or and they do do a pretty good job of like the collectibles are kind of the hard mode yes. sort of situation. But mm-hmm. I, that's not, I really like that. They kind of like they just kind of went for like, hey, Metro, we're kind of making this. This isn't in the Nintendo DNA, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it feels like they just kind of leaned into making a, making what they wanted to make without yep. being yeah. a Nintendo thing. It's an it's an incredible game, and I'm I just love it, and I can't wait. Like it it 
it definitely scratched an itch, but it, I still just want Metroid Prime 4. Mm-hmm. One day, <laughs> I <laughs> hope springs eternal. But my uh, third game for this year is a game that we that Randall first mentioned in 2020. So oh, it's been on the okay. radar for a bit, but okay. I picked it up this year and played it far to its completion of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Yes. And god, what a per- what an absolute flawless remaster. Yes. Of like like in every sense of the word. Like Yes. It just felt exactly the same, but it's it was improved. It's crazy. It, it's uh, it like I I've never played a remake or a remaster that just is so honestly. Perfect. They nailed it. It's the bet like there's something to be said when you can just dive it. right back in, like exactly how you remembered it. You know, yeah, it's exact, perfect, like to a T, and it's yes, like. All the levels are like, like, yes, there's little like upgrades, like, yes, they look better. And yes, you can like the skaters look better and there's more options for them. But like, New it's skaters. the same game. Yep. It's the same. It's and it feel it's all I wanted. I didn't need anything. They didn't need to overhaul it. They just needed to get it dialed in perfectly for yep. like a new generation with like up res graphics up like res I mean, on the on the switch, the frame rate is uh, not good. So <laughs> if, you, if you're looking for peak performance, get it on like a different system. But mm-hmm. for someone who doesn't care, like it is perfect. Like, hey, there's something to be said for portable Tony Hawk, too, though. Honestly, yeah. God. Yeah. And, and even again, I always think about like, yeah, portability. Like, am I really bringing the switch with me anywhere all that much? Yeah, not so much. But John and like or Randall in either of your cases, like, hey, like. Tina or Lauren's like watching something on TV and yeah. like I can still kind of hang out and be in the same space, but I'm also like kind of doing my thing and yeah. playing a mindless game like mm-hmm. Tony Hawk at the same time. Like that. So like, even if it's not portable per se, like just being able to fire up those quick two minute runs, like God, yeah. let's go, let's do another one. I know you said, John, the loading times like for to load into a level can be a little long, but then once you're in it, I'm just playing just it like, over boom, and over let's go, again. let's go. Right. Yeah. And that's what those mm-hmm. games are meant to be anyways. Like, oh, I want to outdo my score. So, yeah, man, I, I this is a game I don't know why I don't own on on multiple platforms, if not at least one. But I, I still haven't picked this one up. They it's just it. nailed it. Worth yeah. every penny. It is. Yeah. But yeah. Randall. And that's awesome to hear, too, that, that, that it shines on Switch as well. Because I feel like a lot of people tend to kind of lean into like, oh, it doesn't, you know. I, yeah. I seem to hear a lot that it's not great on Switch, but... Yeah. I feel like people are just a little picky. Yeah. Yep. Have low standards. Then you're never disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but Randall, why don't you take it away on your game of the years? Okay. Games of the year. Games of the year. <laughs> and I'm of course I've I'm obnoxious, so I have a million ones that were honorable <laughs> mentions. I love it. And like, you know, as I've said a million times, this is really honestly my first year on this podcast where I like really could play video games. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Right, right. Um, so this was very difficult to make this list this time around. Um, so a few honorable mentions. Uh, I'll keep it to a few. Um, <laughs> the first of which being Ori in the Blind Forest, which I actually played first in 2020, dropped off for practically a full year and picked back up. We <laughs> talked about it in 2020, as we talked about earlier this year, too. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. But beating that game, I was like, oh, this is this is real good. <laughs> um, 
And, and I'm so glad that I picked this back up and it was a great excuse to pick it back up on the Series X where it looked even better and loaded even faster, yada, yada. It's just a great Metroidvania. Uh, Moon Studios just like nailed it uh, on that game. Uh, real great. Um, if you want to yeah. hear more, there's there's podcasts where I've talked about that. We've all talked about that plenty. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a great one and one I yet another one I need to go back and finish. Yep, I I would recommend it for for one that I will mention in <laughs> further down my list. <laughs> um, but another honorable mention and one that maybe Kevin was also alluding to as maybe some some crossover potential is Wario Land. Uh, oh, not what I was thinking of. Yeah. But okay. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. A great game. Yeah. Yes. I so a game that I like I said at the time had never played during its day. You know, ninety four, whatever. Despite being a, a big Game Boy guy and playing the other Super Mario Land games, uh, but yeah. man, Wario Land is awesome. I love that game. Like it is real good. It, one of the <laughs> best platformers on the eight bit hardware on Game Boy. Like I just. They nailed it like it just it, late era Game Boy game. It's top notch stuff. Like I like I think before we started recording, I mentioned that I even like because we talked about that recently, I fired up Wario Land two and three yeah. like just to kind of get a little quick taste of like, OK, this is what I'm going to be probably checking out soon ish. Yeah. Um, and I was like immediately like, man, I want to go back and finish more of that uh, original Wario Land. Like it was just not nothing against two and three, but it was just kind of like, yeah, I need to get a little further in. I think I was on World Three. I'm with um, you. where I left off. But man, Wario Land is good stuff, like really, like really top notch level yes. design. I, I'm with you. A top-notch level design, and I agree. I like it better than two and three. Um, okay, good I, I like to the know. format of of the original Wario Land better than two and three. Yeah, it just got all the nice touches of like the overworld map and yep. the because two like kind of threw you right into the mix of like oh you're just in a level right off the bat and then it just kind of goes level to level again. I only played for a few minutes and they're but. they're more they're more kind of like puzzle games in in a certain sense I suppose so like the the stakes are a little bit lower and you're you're finding secrets and just collecting the coins for the most part versus yeah. The original land where you can you know die a little bit easier and there's more combat aspects to it i i suppose it's it's a really good balance of puzzle and uh yeah and action because it mm. still has that arcadey action yep. gameplay but it but it does have some puzzle solving still too it's really good like momentum feel in that game like yeah oh, man, that, that charge bash oh, all it's day so good. it's so good <laughs> yeah just especially when you really get the jetpack Get the yeah, jetpack like, and you're just zipping across levels. Oh, it's so good. Again, like if we're gonna if we're gonna set up some Wii U's, it's gonna give me an excuse to pull Wario Land Shake It from my Wii library. Oh, and dude, that sucker give, back in. give me an excuse. And, no, that game, another uh, beautiful game. Man. Yeah, that maybe take good? that one a little more seriously. I think feel good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Which they they have yeah they've really put out some impressive yeah. platformers over the years it's between really the good. Woolly World and the, yeah. all the Yoshi games and Epic Yarn and man yeah I'm trying to look it up but I can't make it fast enough on this other computer let's I'll try. let's just I'll say I'm right <laughs> <laughs> you're right good feel good, good feel fe- nice ah, yeah yes okay so the the <laughs> the last honorable mention that I'll get into. Uh, this was the toughest one. This is basically like my number four pick, and I was just like fretting this is Metroid Fusion. Uh, oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah. yeah, baby, fretting this, 
fretting like I'm like ah it's got to be in my top three and it just wasn't quite yeah you know, like god but too i have to talk games. about it too oh, many good yeah. games yeah like metroid fusion was so good like one of my favorite game boy advance experiences mm-hmm. like and just a really really good just metroid experience um talking about dread in a metroid game let's talk about (laughs) fusion (laughs) honestly yes and so much of fusion influenced dread yeah like so much like the foundation of metroid dread is metroid fusion Mm -hmm. and and it's and i'm so glad that i played through it this year before Dread came out, before I even knew Dread was announced. Yeah. I had yeah, started you timed that perfectly, like yeah. just by chance, but timed that perfectly. Like, hell yes. And again, I, I credit that to John. That was that was thanks to John. I so, never yeah. shut up about Metroid. You cannot. You cannot but get but me to But Fusion shut up. in particular, because I even gave it a try. I think I talked yeah. about that on the podcast a while back, too. Mm-hmm. And it was like, eh, it didn't quite grab me, but I'm yeah. glad that Randall was like, yeah, probably wisely was like yeah don't listen to kevin let me let me give this one a try for myself <laughs> well i mean again that's that's why it's you know it's it's still nomination territory cuz you know it's not a perfect game by any means necessarily but it just nails its feel i think and it nails what game boy advance can do mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. within its limitations that and, color and, palette that sound design yeah, i love just, it mm. Love the color palette. Love yeah, the soundtrack. Yeah, it looks amazing. Love the the vibes of that game. Real yep. good. Uh, okay, top three. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like you guys started with number one. So I, I guess I'll do that too. I I sort of went in no particular order. I, I sort of I sort of saved Punk Cake for last because I was like I sort of would put them at number one, but I felt okay. like I couldn't. do... I think I went in reverse order. I think I would put Tony X Pro Skater one and two as my number one. If we're yeah splitting hairs all right well let me go let me do the the three through one then i'd, yeah, I'd prefer okay. to go that way so yeah. my my number three the the ones that made the cut starting with number three is micro mages from morph cat games uh, Ooh, yeah nice i really really like micro mages and i didn't even i still have not even played it multiplayer which i think is one <laughs> of the main things they designed this game to be I just played it single player and I thought like, oh my God, they just like nailed the platforming feel and, you know, just like an action platformer feel on NES in this game. I just love the, like they made that for me. Like it just feels so good. Yeah. Um, it, it really feels like a, but the, the, the way, the way they're able to make it, obviously it's running on an NES, but like yeah. it really feels like a modern take on an NES game, but the fact that it actually is running on NES hardware or at least it can. Um, but also the fact that in a lot of cases, you know, we do talk about that. We do talk about a lot of these games that you can only get in like a physical form or like in a super limited capacity. Like this is a game that you can also get on steam and just play on your PC as well. So really cool to see like, this game branching out even though it is like true to the nes you know i mean so true developed to the nes that again they they fit on whatever it was like 64 kilobytes i think it was 40 40 40 some kilobytes if i'm not mistaken yeah just ridiculous like (laughs) yeah like that's not even a factor to why i like it so much it's just an impressive development like aspect of it like that's that's just another factor to show like they developed this for NES, but that's that's not right, why right. necessarily I like it. Yeah, it, it, it feels like a modern indie game 
that is on NES and that, you know, stands to reason because it released in 2019 uh, and Morph Cat just can do no wrong in my eyes. A hundred percent. Yeah. God. I yeah, I can't wait to see what they do next or yep. what, whatever they get up to where we're on. They're on our radar for sure. Yep. And to the to the point where Space Gulls was also almost on my honorable mentions list. <laughs> like, yeah, like, <laughs> I like the I like Morph Cat that much as a development yeah. studio. So micro mages. Yeah. Check it out. Also hard to believe that was 2021 as well. <laughs> well, that it was for me, but it came out in 2019. Well, no, that's what I mean. Like, I can't believe we talked about that within. This oh, I know. Year. I know. <laughs> like, that feels like so long. Ago. I know. I, I looked back on our on our old descriptions to find that like, oh, yeah, OK, it was. Shoot. All right. Cool. Yeah. OK. Number two is uh, Metroid Dread. Just hey. like John. All right. Little overlap. Just like John. Uh, and yeah. And my plan was to shout out Metroid Fusion and the connection to it. But we already did that um, because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's that good. And the story is just a through line, even though, again, Fusion came out in 2002 <laughs> and then Dread came out in 2021. I mean, if we're go- Yeah. And what was what was the gap between? Oh my God! Was that a shorter gap between Super Metroid and Fusion? Yes. Then it, oh Probably. my God! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because that felt like forever. Yeah, like that seemed like man, they're making a, a sequel yeah. so long after Super Metroid. Yeah. Good yeah. Lord. And it was a long time. Yeah. It was like, shit, why aren't they making another Metroid game? Are they not going to put, like, one on Nintendo 64? What are you guys doing? And there was no Metroid game for a long time. And then, oh, shit, they made one for Game Boy Advance. That's great. Mm -hmm. And then they they remade uh, the original, which is also one that I plan to play. Uh, Still haven't played, but have it in the collection. (laughs) That's a good one. Metroid Zero Mission. But uh, we're talking about Metroid Dread. And (laughs) yeah, oh, it's it's good. And it's hard, but it's good. It's satisfying. It's like rewarding hard as far as I'm concerned. They got those button combos down to like... Oh my God. And like... They're they're intense, but like once you you got it, it's second nature. It is. And like I played it primarily on the uh the oled switch with the the hori you know pad pro thing oh my god and so it basically like mimics like the the pro controller essentially but in handheld mode and okay felt so good and yeah like the control scheme is is complex kind of but it's rewarding too in that the agility and the options you have as samus to just like do whatever you need to do and like run around and like jump in the air. And like, you're really in combat scenarios in this game. That's really like, you can tell there's some design doc where like, okay, we want, we want some real ass fighting sequences Mm -hmm. in this Metroid game. And that's what you get. And it feels so good. Like, yes, the, the later bosses were harder, but the learning curve at the beginning was so difficult (laughs) that it didn't necessarily feel that way by the time I got there comparatively. I guess. Yeah. Uh, that it didn't feel sense, any yeah. harder than the, the beginning of the game did, I suppose. And those checkpoints are, yeah. oh my God, like yeah. a lifesaver. I, I would not have played this game if like they <laughs> did the typical boot you back to the last save <sighs> point. Like, oh, that would, yeah, that would have right been the that. death knoll of this game. <laughs> You're a hundred percent. That's no doubt. That. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm really excited to play that. Like, again, I kind of like in a panic was like, oh, you guys are about to talk about it on the podcast. So I better play a little bit before we, we chat about it. But like, I'm excited to dedicate some time to this one. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's, it's great. Um, it like to the point where in a different year, it probably would be my number one game. Um, 
really, really good. Uh, yeah. I'm going to play through the other two Metroid games, Zero Mission and Samus Returns, you know, probably relatively soon, probably next year at some point, even though that's yeah, not a resolution game. <laughs> it definitely has me it definitely has me wanting to play samus returns for sure i really love the like it's oh, worth the fluidity it. so and the good. speed of the movement <sighs> and stuff it just it feels really nice there are only dread. true to a, a remake of the game boy version there are only like four enemies in the entire game <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a good game god damn uh, yeah i'm into it okay <laughs> yeah Enough, enough talking about Metroid Dread, although mm-hmm. people should play it. Yes. The number one game, no surprise, is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. This is mm, something I waiting, that I've... I was waiting for NBA 2K, but... <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Even though it's a game I play literally every single day because of the daily check-ins. But yeah. th- that's kind of like we kind of have uh, an understanding more than like, a relationship, <laughs> I think. Um. Yeah. <laughs> No, no 2K. Uh, mm-hmm. No, that's enough 2K. No, Ori yeah. and the Will of the Wisps was just a phenomenal Metroidvania experience. Um, and mm. I'm not even a big Metroidvania guy, but look at the hey, number look at your of list. Metroidvanias. Ah. <laughs> like, come on. I Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just lined up this year. And Will of the Wisps, man, they just, wow, they nailed this game. It, it's like the combat aspects they added to the engine that was blind forest was enough to put it over the edge for me because that's what I loved about dread too, is like this like frenetic combat focus and just like the momentum of your movement. And I think will of the wisps does that. And, and maybe even a more satisfying way, honestly, from my perspective. And on top of that, I think will of the wisps might have just a little bit more of the, uh, just the high end budget polish. The visuals are just beautiful, and like the soundtrack is so sweeping. And it's like it's also yeah. a game that's telling a story that continued from a previous game, just like Dread was. Yeah, um, going from Blind Forest into Will of the Wisps, um, and and it ends in a very satisfying way too, uh, as does Dread. Um, and yeah, I, I think I would recommend Will of the Wisps if you have an Xbox or a switch um, to, to anybody that has any passing interest in Metroidvanias. Uh, I think it got its due. It got really good reviews, but uh, still a relatively new series. And I'm not sure a ton of people have necessarily played it compared to some of the other games we talked about, like Metroid games. Um, and I, I think it's, I think it's at least on that echelon, if not greater, it's, it's real, real good. Will of the Wisps in particular. Um, yeah, everything you brought up about it when we chatted about it recently was like, oh, yeah, this is like they a- anything that I felt like Blind Forest was lacking. Yeah. It seemed like they just like address that in yeah. the most positive way possible. I think so. And I, I mean, I've talked before about like I get lost sometimes in Metroidvania. Yeah. So the yep. maps can be too sweeping or whatever. And even in Dread, I find myself like yep. checking the mm-hmm. maps pretty often, yep. Um, yep. which is fine because the rest of the game is awesome. But in Will of the Wisps, it just felt so much more natural, like getting around and going to places. And I don't know, I just didn't ever, I didn't have to do that the same way. And like there's like quality of life things that they could do here that maybe they felt constrained in dread where they had to be like, this is a Metroid game. You know, we've already set the standards of you have save rooms in these particular places. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is how we have to gate off things versus Will of the Wisps was a lot more like open ended um, and you could kind of progress in your own ways either with these like 
side quests or the main quests. And, you know, they kind of blended in such a way that sometimes you weren't necessarily sure which one was side quest or main quest and they all felt just as good. That's awesome. That, um, that That's awesome to hear. Cause I, a lot yeah. of times like get, get sidetracked in Metroidvanias to the point where I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Like, it, I don't know, like everything about that you've mentioned about Ori and the will of the wisps is like, I need to finish blind forest yeah. so I can get to this one. Yeah. And even if you don't finish blind forest, I think it's okay to, to start will of the wisps i think it's a little bit more rewarding if you if you can but if you can't okay. i i don't want that to stop someone from playing will of the wisps basically okay, okay. um because they do they do a nice enough job of introducing you at the beginning of will of the wisps as they do in blind forest you know the both games start yeah. very effectively oh yeah yeah uh, we talked about it with blind forest for sure yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah or in the will of the wisps play it yeah um resolution time let's let's talk about resolution or, games did we want to do uh any of kevin's did we get all your oh yeah the only other one yes. the only other one i was gonna mention was uh and i thought maybe you were gonna throw this one to the mix randall was uh, boba oh from, uh, yes from uh connor grail on the music and then uh dalton levy and casey mcneil and we got really oh. into this one when it oh, released it's so good um, and especially with that level editor, yeah, mix, that was, God. that was what almost put me over the top is like, especially when I did that, uh, stream with, uh, our pal purple Thickman, where like he mm-hmm. made a bunch of levels and, yeah. then and then you put, I streamed yep. right after and played his levels. Like, and then like, even just the fact, like I only made two levels, but like just the sake of like being able to make a level and like, uh, like again, like being able to just like the only time I've ever done anything like that is like messing around in Mario maker or whatever. And yeah being able to make a level like with this super simplistic, like pretty stripped down to be honest, like there's not, you can't do all that much, but like the core mechanics are just like, yeah, (laughs) you can can really make some cool, interesting levels. And the fact that you can do it with a cursor and like, that you know there's just some cool bumping tunes that like nothing against, like they do a great job with the, uh, you know, with the music in Mario maker when you're making a level, but like, just something there's just something a little extra special about like hey i'm making this like this weird little indie 2d side scrolling platformer that i can like play in my browser yep. and make levels for in my browser and share with my friends at mm-hmm. the click of a button like it's kind of crazy uh what they pulled off here and i don't know if it's still in development like if they're planning on expanding it as like a full release kind of thing or i hope so whatever i i know that they were kind of looking to do that potentially but uh yeah i I just um that that was the one game that was kind of on the cusp of like i don't know i I just kind of leaned away from the the action-packed precision platforming i guess but yeah that that was the one game that yeah between and the soundtrack i know i've said it like three times now but it's it's like it's on spotify and on many other platforms like you can listen to it you can purchase it on Bandcamp. like i did it yeah nice heck yeah (laughs) it it is something i listen to regularly yep um yeah connor grail great music all around not just boba but yeah nailed it nailed it yeah that was the one game because i know we mentioned it in the discord recently that we were like ah it was it was right there it was in the mix so um that i had but yeah let's get into the resolutions randall all right so my resolution and this is this is something again i i basically use resolutions to force me to do things yeah same that's That's what what it's there for yep (laughs) so 100 (laughs) percent that's it it's it's yep. it's all it's taking your vitamins. This is take your vitamins <laughs> time, but in a positive way. Uh, yeah. Which again, I guess taking your vitamins is that anyway. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so my resolution game is uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga. And Yo, it's not just because okay. it's 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> My man said Sega Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing out the big dragon guns. Yes, the <laughs> biggest <laughs> dragon guns. <laughs> and it's not just, this is not just like some show off move. This is like, what the hell am I doing? Like, Tina bought me this game to complete, like to play years and years and years ago before yep. it cost ungodly money. Like, even then, it was a lot of it money. It was still, it was like the hot ticket on yes. Saturn, for sure. Yes. Yeah. But it was like $200 a lot of money and not like whatever the hell it is now. Over <laughs> not like you need another job just yeah. to, just <laughs> to put down a down payment on this job. game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? Like, there, and everyone's talking about like disc rot in, in games Ugh. and stuff. Like, yeah. these old games can yeah. like start not working over time because they just age out these discs in particular. Uh, and yeah. you know, I have the opportunity to play this. If I would just hook up my retro systems, you know, which I have not done since we moved into this house practically three years ago. And that's, there's no excuse for that. So this is forcing me to set up my retro setup over here downstairs yes. and, and hook up my Sega Saturn and finally play through what some people consider to be one of the best RPGs ever created. And I, I, regardless, I'm a big Panzer Dragoon fan, period. So, like, this, I, I need to do it. It's going to happen in 2022. I'm playing Panzer Dragoon Saga. Hell nice. Yeah. It, it sounds like, yeah, it's one of those games that, like, in my mind, I just think of as, like, a historical tick mark is like, oh, I know what it is. I know what it's kind of like. But, yeah, it's like I'm. Why not play it? You literally not have access it? to it. Yeah. Never been re-released. They lost the freaking source code to this game. Ugh. Like I owe it to myself to play it. City. I have to do it. So I'm yeah. going to do it. And you got to hook up. It feels not right that you don't have a retro set up. It's at very that, wrong. Uh, apart, yeah. like, or at that house at, the, at yes. that apartment. But yeah. yes, having having a child does that. But yeah. I will make it yeah. happen now. Shuffles <laughs> priorities a bit. Yeah. Heck yeah. No, yeah. it is now time to to get that set up. It's going to happen. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah. And I'm yes. excited to. Yeah. Panzer Dragoon. I feel like we might see a little rebirth of that series. You yeah. Know? Every yeah. now and then they do a little re-release or a yep. little something mm -hmm. like they got haven't totally abandoned it. Yep. So. No, they got that remake of the first one. I want to say they at least talked about remaking Zwei, if that's how you pronounce it. Yep. Panzer Dragoon yeah. 2, which is awesome. That's yeah. a great, great game in, in you know, a similar vein to like the Star Fox type of games. Yep. Really, yeah. really good. So I'd be very pleased if they follow through with remaking that too. Same. What about you, John? So my my resolution game is the one that for the longest time when I was playing my resolution or planning on playing my resolution game for 2021, <laughs> I thought it was this game. I until, thought it was this game as well. Until we went back and checked the tapes and I was like, oh, I picked Murder by Numbers as my <laughs> resolution game. I guess that's the one I need to play. And it was. It was a good game. I'm glad I did. <laughs> But I'm rolling it back, and I am going to play Dicey Dungeons, yes. a game I bought before we did our Game of the Year podcast. I of think last both year. of us bought it like at when it launched on Switch. Yeah. We were like, "Oh, it's like ten percent off. Let's get it." And we were, we we've like 
every now and then, every few months, I feel like we're like, oh yeah, we got to talk about dicey dungeons. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to do this as my resolution, but I'm totally piggybacking off of this with you. And I'd there's no too. reason for me, again, talking about no, like this is, we're forcing ourselves to play games we know we will like. like yep. And the, and that we own already. Yes. Yep. Purchased and own and will like. Yep. <laughs> like I it's got a it Terry Kavanaugh joint. Yeah. It's a Chipsel joint. Like yep. this is Honestly, I, I listened to the soundtrack again today to get ready for this, and I was like, God damn it, this is just an unbelievable soundtrack. It's so mm-hmm. good. Chipsel mm-hmm. just fucking knocked it out of the park. Just it's, great style in general on yeah, that game. Everything yeah. about it. So And it sounds like it's leading into that mode that I've been in all this year at least mm-hmm. of like that the turn just ba- kind of turn based. You were talking no, about like all yeah, those no games? time constraints. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, it's I'm so ready for this game. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and you. What's what's on My, your plate? So I was just like last year. I was kind of torn between two. And I last year, I think I actually posed the question of like, oh, I'm which one should I pick, guys? Yeah, I'm actually I'm not going to do that this time. I, I picked between the two. But the two the one I was thinking about maybe was Horizon Zero Dawn, just because I was wow. like, I, I'm I'm in the mood to play like a, a 3D AAA, yeah. if you will. I'm just in the mood to kind of like get lost in a game. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. But at the same time, I was looking at my Switch games. I've never played. I've actually, I mean, I've dabbled, but I've pretty much never played a Luigi's Mansion game. And Luigi's Mansion okay. 3, I have not played at all. Like, I've, I've played just a tiny bit of the GameCube one, and I have the, the 3DS one as well. And yeah. I played just for like a minute, you know, not a minute, but I popped it up and, you know, got started and did my usual thing. We're like, oh, okay, cool. I get the hang of it. I'll play this someday. Yep. And I've, but I've never really spent any really great deal of time with those games. And I've, and I do think everything I've seen from Luigi's Mansion 3 and yeah. when you guys talked about it too was just like, and especially just like getting the HD treatment on the Switch. Yeah. And like not not that the original GameCube one doesn't look great, but like right. this one really kind of like it looks sharp. It does. And everything nice I've seen game. in action and all the little cutscenes and the interactive like to go back. Like so me too. please do this. I'm me so too. And, and again, it's like it not so much the turn based kind of gameplay, and there is a little bit of action going on, but it seems like the kind of game that you can just cozy like it's the Luigi's Mansion games in my mind are almost like if you had full control of your character in a point and click game, kind of like that's yeah, sort of how they yeah, feel yeah. to a degree, at least like the puzzles are like, you know, it's you, you do have a character that you're or an avatar that you're moving around the room. But at the end of the day, like you're not really in, although I don't know, some of those like vacuum boss battles in the first one or can be kind of that, you know, that I don't want a blanket statement and say it's just a point and click game, but, but yeah, it is kind of a more leisurely yeah. stroll of an experience, or at least it seems that way. Um, and yeah, I just decided like, there's a bunch of games like I, we were talking about it before we started recording too. Like I finally uh, popped in my WarioWare cartridge mm-hmm. and like, you know, there's a bunch of games I have on my switch that I just haven't even popped in yet. And I thought about banner saga as well. The Ooh. banner saga trilogy, mm-hmm. cause that's just more tactics action, but yeah. I think Luigi's Mansion is the yeah. way to go. I need to I need different. to dip my toes in that series. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And do and do some AAA Nintendo. It's been a while since I've gone kind of full tilt on their stuff outside of the the big releases, you know. That's sweet. I love it. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm excited to dig into that. Hopefully I won't wait till the last possible second uh <laughs> like I did uh this year, but uh <laughs> but yeah, I think we're uh pretty much good to wrap it up there if you guys are good to call it for this year, but uh mm-hmm. 
Yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for listening. As always, everyone, uh, I guess another kind of good year for 2021, as, as good as it can be, at least on the yeah. video game. Front. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for uh, listening. As always, we're on uh, pers- uh, pursuingpixels.com. We're on the Internet. We're pretty much anywhere. Um, and yeah, I don't know what else to say, but we'll catch you next week and uh, take care, everybody. See ya. Bye bye. fumbled that outro it's fine (laughs) (laughs) oh man dude that pans but totally fine i want to play i totally i remember when tina got you that panzer dragoon because she did she got you zwei at the same time right she yeah so it was kind of ridiculous especially looking back she got all three saturn games i had already had a copy of the first one but of course, mm-hmm. as we know, retro collecting, then you, you can say, which one's the better copy in condition? And right. Then, so she got the trilogy set uh, for $200 on eBay shipped, which was just like Jesus. a crazy good price even at that time. Like, yeah, like yeah. almost even for like getting them just, new. Yeah. Like that's almost yeah. like yeah. <laughs> a normal yeah, price. Yeah. And like we did not have any money at that time, so it was like mind blowing to 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 see that she just like sneak got that for me. It was like wow, um, yeah. and I'm glad she did because otherwise it would have been completely unaffordable to ever get. Um, <laughs> right, it just wouldn't have been. I, I just want, I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars on a video game. It's not going to happen. No. Yeah, <laughs> right, right.